This is Apostle Dr. Baker, J. Baker, with the Tell It Like It Is, The Kingdom Way. And my brother, Apostle Cal, is not here today, but I do have a very, very, very um, powerful apostle, and his name is Apostle uh, Eddie Maestas. And so we're going to talk about the kingdom way and how that how you walk the kingdom way rather than the false kingdom way. So uh, welcome, Apostle Eddie. It's good to be with you again. Hallelujah. I am honored to be on as your guest, as long as you are kind to me. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Joe Henry is not going to let you just go blank on me. So, you know, and you're going to be with me on Wednesday to talk about uh, kingdom wealth. And uh, oh, Jesus. And it's going to be great. You're going to be with me actually the whole month uh, on Kingdom Wealth Builders. And so we're going to excite The whole month? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, anyway, welcome. Uh, I want you to start out. We talked about we talked about this. My uh, my programs are, are, are named, well, because, you know, I do. I just tell it like it is. But this is the kingdom way. That's why there's a softness about me, you know. <laughs> you notice that, right? Because yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about how the kingdom of God works and being submitted in the kingdom and to the kingdom and to others and, and, and the different things. I just want you to, to go for it. I might cut in a couple of times to ask you questions and things that come up. But, okay. uh, you know, I just want you to start to open this up because I think this is a very important. People go ahead and talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. And they're a bit more of the kingdom than I am an astronaut or a, a, a Mercedes Benz. I am neither one of those. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the kingdom, most people don't really understand kingdom, uh, but I believe we're in a season where people are starting to learn the kingdom. Uh, I believe we're getting much more revelation regarding the kingdom. And uh, I've been learning kingdom for almost 25 years, and I still feel like I don't know nothing uh, because you're always learning the mysteries of the kingdom. Uh, and so it's an ongoing learning. Anytime that you think that you know kingdom, uh, then you don't know kingdom if you think you know kingdom. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a forever revealing truth that is coming forth uh, to allow us to really operate and function as a kingdom people in the earth. I know a lot of people that teach kingdom. And the most important part about kingdom is the fact that God has us do it together. It's never independent of one another. The hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of you. So all these kingdom preacher teachers out there preaching kingdom, but yet they're independent. They're isolated from the body of Christ. They think they're the only ones that have all the truth. Nobody else knows as much as they do. That is the first thing that tells me you know nothing about kingdom <laughs> because the kingdom is about the family of God coming together under the under the king which is Christ himself he's the only king of the kingdom no one else is king of his kingdom we are kings with an s plural as the corporate kings of the church 
corporate son of the earth, but there's only one King of King and Lord of Lord, and his name is Christ, our Savior, our Messiah, Emmanuel. He is the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. But this King has come as the head of a church, of an ecclesia. And this King put his kingdom in us, the ecclesia as a church. So when he puts his ecclesia and brings his kingdom together, it's not just you, it's not just me, but it's all of us together that produce the full kingdom of God in the earth because every one of us have a part but don't have all of it. You have a part. I can't be Dr. Baker. I have a part. You can't be Eddie Maestas. But guess what? We're not truly operating kingdom unless we're doing it together. Because I need your part and you need my part because it's the body of Christ that produces the fullness of his kingdom because everyone has the kingdom, but everyone only has a part and serving the kingdom and doing the kingdom's will on the earth. But when we bring it together as the corporate son, as the body of Christ, then we begin to see dominion. Now, I hope people got that because a lot of people say, I'm taking dominion, I'm taking authority. Well, guess what? No man have I've ever seen have complete dominion over a territory until they come together with the others and together the power, the dominion is more effective to affect that region, that territory. So kingdom dominion is not independent of one another. Kingdom dominion is oneness, is corporate body, it's corporate son functioning together, taking authority. And I'll give you some examples. We've gone into some territories as love and unity with several apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teacher. And what that apostle was unable to achieve in his city, in his territory, he was taking authority. He was he knows his dominion. He knows he's uh, has the kingdom within him. He knows uh, the, the 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 fullness of the apostolic and the prophetic, but he couldn't get breakthrough on his own. But when we came and joined him as the body of Christ, then the fullness of the kingdom dominion began to function in that territory. And there was breakthrough in that area. Strongholds were broken. Walls were tore down. The atmosphere was shaken. The whole ministry there was shaken. It came into a whole new level with God because now it was an independent person that is separate from the kingdom of God, but one who is connected with all the others of the kingdom of God. And corporately, they were able to begin to affect the whole territory. Is this what happened? There There was a night um, while we were in the convergence in Ontario. that got that uh, he had something released through me. And then he had me to have all of you come together and we were there as one so it was not just a decree of one person that's right it was a decree that we were making and the unity 
that we were uh, uh, talk about that. Just just talk about that. Just talk about what happened there. And this was in the this is in the area of um, kingdom wealth. Well, you know, the Bible tells us throughout Scripture there's power in oneness. There's power in agreement. There's power in one accord. Uh, Psalms 133 says, how good and how pleasant when brethren come together in unity. It releases an anointing. It releases a power. It releases a strength when brethren come together in unity and oneness. And that's what happened in Ontario. As God will speak to a person like he spoke to you, but then you didn't come up and say, okay, now God spoke to me, so I'm going to take authority. I'm going to do this you instantly realize that God gave you something, but the only way to see it come to pass is you needed the rest of the body, the rest of the corporate body to come together and together we would defeat the enemy in that place and in that terror. Same thing with love and unity. I could have just said, you know what? God's given me a ministry, love and unity, and I'm gonna go around preaching love and unity and do it all by myself, build my own ministry, build my own a podium for what I wanted to say and release. And I probably would have had some degree of success, but guess what? It wouldn't have had the effectiveness of a kingdom movement, of a kingdom power, unless I had others along with me that caused us to grow, to mature, and to have a power that we would never have alone that we could only have together. So the first thing God told me to do was to establish a council of apostles and prophets because together we were going to accomplish much more than I could ever do by myself. And that's what kingdom is. Kingdom is togetherness. It's oneness. It's corporate body. It's gathering together. That's why all this nonsense that we don't need to go to church no more. We don't need to assemble. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not kingdom. You can't have kingdom just at your home by yourself with nobody else. Kingdom is about assembling and gathering and coming together as the corporate son, as a corporate people of God to begin to see a manifestation of the sons of God, not a son of God. The son of God, which was Christ, was already manifested. But now what's manifesting are the sons of God as one corporate unit to begin to move. People are waiting for the son to come. The son has come through the body of Christ. Now we are the sons of God in the earth that have come to deliver this earth from its corruption. I've heard people say, I've heard people want to know how this, how this council came about. How did you pick these people? Because some of them don't seem really qualified. Some of them don't seem, I mean, we got, we have, um, all kinds of, of things that does not seem like the people that God would pick to do great things. So how well, did to, to man, they may not seem qualified, but to God, they were qualified. And that's the difference is God doesn't see like man sees God sees the heart. God sees the heart of man and God picked based on what he saw in the heart of the council, not in how much revelation they have or how big their ministry was and you know how powerful they were none of that was picked that way that case i would have never been picked myself <laughs> god picks 
like he did with David. He had a, uh, David had a heart after God. Not even the prophet chose David. Not even the father chose David. But God chose David because David had the heart of God. And God knew that David would obey him and do what he wanted him to do. And that's the same way God has picked this council. He's picked it by helping me to see by the spirit who he wanted. But God wanted the person who he had already seen in their heart that this is the right team, the right people to come together because they would do not their will, but they will do my will. And that's how I believe God chose this council. There are people that choose people in their congregations. <clears throat> and uh, they choose, they see a gift in someone. And they see that this person can do certain things. And then they choose them or they say, you're, you're a part of this. It's uh, even though uh, there are people that are anointed, there are people that are gifted and all. Does that is that what qualifies people? Is it is it uh, because I've heard people talk about I'm more anointed than that. I could have done a better job. I could have done this and I could have. Oh, I, I picked people who were anointed and gifted and talented and ended up making a mess of everything. Trust me. No, God does not pick by how talented or gifted. Again, God chooses according to the heart. God sees an individual's heart. And I have learned, especially as a leader, that I don't pick either by one's personality or one's charisma or one's talent or one's gifting. I seek the Lord and I say, God, you know this man's heart. You know this woman's heart. Are they the one? Are they the one? Because I don't even know your heart, but God does. And he could reveal a piece to me saying, that person has my heart. That's what I looked for when I started the council. God, I need to see who has your heart. Help me to see who has your heart. Don't let me get blinded by giftings and talents and charisma and, and churches and all that stuff. God, help me to pick who you want me to pick because you see their heart and your heart is connected to their heart and you will lead me in a peaceful way to say, this person has my heart. That's why I chose you, Dr. Baker, to be part of the council. I didn't know you very well, but God told me this woman has my heart. She has my heart. And that's why I want you to have her on there. Same thing with all the others is because they had God's heart. And uh, and some people are saying now, because we have 11 on the council and we want 12, they're saying, oh, well, who's going to be next on the council? I said, I don't know. I said, but I'm not looking for anybody. I'm waiting for God to bring them to me and God will show me their heart. And one of the things we do to make sure it's of God is I don't make that decision by myself. I present it to the council. I said, this is where God's leading me to this person or that person. Let's all together pray to make sure that it is a God decision, not our decision, that we don't make decisions based on talent or based on name recognition. We do everything. Matter of fact, most of the council that we have don't have big name recognition. Thank God. Hallelujah. Because that would get in the way. It get in the way. 
And God has done something completely different here and how he's building forth in love and unity. Yeah. Um, one of the things that it seems like um, that people look at in, in this and they look at the fun that we seem to have, the ability to honor, to respect, to do those things, but still have laughter, still have the, um, you know, still have that. What do you, what do you think, or what do you know that breaks, brings it about? Well, I think a lot of it is trust. You know, I trust you, you trust me. So we know uh, how far we could go and we trust each other that we would not ever dishonor one another purposely, you know, but we will be able to have fun and joke around. And we don't all walk around with our emotions on our sleeves, ready to be offended by every little thing. <laughs> There's so many, so many crybabies in the kingdom of God. You can't say nothing, can't even joke around without them getting offended or their feelings hurt. Hallelujah. And uh, we can't live that way. I, I like the joking around and and goofing off, but I also know when it goes too far. And uh, and you got to respect one another and honor one another. Now, I may joke around with you, but I wouldn't do that to you in front of everybody when it came time to to honor you or respect you, uh, because that's not the time to do that. So I believe honor and respect is, is huge in the kingdom. You say the kingdom way? You want to know kingdom way? Learn to honor. Learn to honor. Because people that don't know how to honor don't understand kingdom. Don't understand kingdom. You have to honor and respect that which God tells us to honor. Honor your parents. Honor your leaders. Honor each other. Uh, honor is very important in the kingdom of God. When there's no honor in the kingdom of God, it tears the kingdom apart. You, okay, you brought the word honor up. I have heard so many jacked up uh, interpretations of honor. I've had people to tell me, oh my gosh, I still honor you, Dr. Baker. Oh, I still honor you. <laughs> and and that's just what I've done. I've, I've had to laugh because I'm looking and I'm saying, what is your definition of honor? And so I'd like for you to talk about that. I'd like for you to talk about some of the ways because it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, I, I see people and they're supposed to honor, but uh, with their lips, they honor. But yeah. with everything else, it's 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 not. I've had people tell me, oh, I honor you, Apostle. You're a great man of God. I said, don't flatter me, please. Hallelujah. I'm not looking for flattery. I said, true honor to me is your loyalty and your faithfulness, your commitment, that when I need you, you're there. When you're supposed to be there, you're there. You're there to support. Don't tell me you honor me, and then I'm having a meeting that's very important for the whole region, and you don't even show up. <laughs> that's not honor. That's disrespect. That's dishonor. Don't tell me you honor me as a father, and then you don't do the things that I ask you to do. That's disrespect. It's dishonor. I tell you, my mom, I honor very much. 
And uh, if I tell her I'm going to go over to her house, I better go. Because if I don't show up after I already told her I'm going to be there, to her, that would be disrespect and dishonoring. You know how many people tell me, oh, we'll be there. You, you see me there, never show up. That is disrespectful and dishonoring. And like you said, many people honor with their lips, but don't honor with their behavior. I want to see honor with your behavior. I want to see you keep your word. I want to see you be loyal and faithful. That is true honor in the kingdom of God. But when you just talk honor and don't live honor, you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. I can't trust people that tell me one thing and act another way. I can't trust people. They say they honor me as a father, and yet they don't even financially give to me when I'm pouring out my heart and my life for them. That's no honor. Part of your honor is your giving when someone is doing something for your life to make your life better spiritually, to make your life better as a person, to mature you. Your responsibility is to honor them with your finances. And when people don't honor with their finances and just with their lips, oh, I, I said, hold on here, something wrong here. <laughs> you know, I honor people even that are not my spiritual fathers. If they minister to me and help me to become a better person and help me to grow and give me greater revelation, I'll just send them an offering just out of honor for blessing me and helping me and, and making me feel better, hallelujah, and helping me to be a better man or a better leader. I'll honor them with my giving. You know, God talked about this. People talk about the book of Malachi or um, Malachi, however you pronounce it. And he says, you you uh honor me with your lips but you rip me off you steal from me you do <laughs> and um you know would you honor the f uh the irs that way no jail <laughs> they will come and get, and get you and do something with you and then paul talked about it he says we that release the spiritual things and fatherhood is a spiritual thing that manifests in the natural thing we that give to you spiritually, you, you, you will be better off if you sow into us materially. And so it's not an Old Testament thing. It's not just no. a thing in the book of Malachi, but it is a way of life. I believe that mine. It's a kingdom way. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, I, I love giving. I mean, I, I, I love giving. I get excited. I, and I get, you know, one of the times that people ask me, well, you're just trying to get the money out of my pocket. I said, you're right. You're right. Because if you never release it, then how is it going to be replenished? How are you going to have more? If you hold on and if you're stingy with what it is you have, then you're living a life of fear. You're living a life like an orphan. You're living a life like you don't belong to the king. You're living a life taking care of yourself. Yeah, and a lot of this goes back to most people are only interested in what their ministry is doing, what they're building. It's about me, myself, and I. It's all they talk about is what they're doing, how great they are. Nobody knows what they know because their ministry is better than everybody else. That is nonsense, hallelujah, amen. The best thing you could do to show honor and to grow what God's given you to do is honor another man's work. 
be a blessing to another ministry. Stop talking about yours and start talking about those who have helped you and bless you. When you only want to talk about me, myself, and I, then that's not the kingdom way. It's not the way the kingdom works. It's not the way the kingdom operates. The kingdom of God is always about others. I like what we do with love and unity. We prefer one another better than ourselves. None of us fight for who's going to speak. None of us fight for who's going to be moderating. None of us fight on who's going to be the, the, the next the leading one for anything. Well, we wait a minute. Don't. Sometimes I fight to moderate. Sometimes I really want to moderate. <laughs> I just want to have fun with it. I mean, you know, sometimes I fight. Why am I not moderating? Okay, sometimes I fight for that because I like the, you, you know, I mean, and, and I, I think it's funny. But, anyway, but you no. fight for moderating, not because you want to be the star. No, not because you want to be the main person. You fight to moderate because you like to do it. You enjoy yes. blessing yes. and 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 make sure everybody stays in order. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Especially Calvin Cook, hallelujah. You just want to make sure he he stays in order, doesn't talk longer than he's supposed to. <laughs> you want to moderate. Then Marshall McGee, when he comes and wants to go and be long with it, you say, Marshall, your time is over. It's three minutes. <laughs> Praise God. There are nothing wrong with that. But I'm talking about where you want to be the main man. You want to be the main woman. You want to be the main one in charge. You want to be the top dog, the hierarchy. Uh, we don't need all that nonsense in the body of Christ. We need to prefer one another better than I am happy when somebody's more anointed than I am. I am happy when somebody has revelation greater than I've ever had. I'm so happy when somebody's church is growing and prospering and being blessed. Why? Because it all belongs to the kingdom. Anytime the kingdom is advancing through one of God's sons, we should rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. Not fight and compete with one another and be jealous. You know, so many people got mad at me when I started loving unity. Who does he think he is bringing ministers together? You know, who does he think he is? Still today, even in my region, people won't even come out to a gathering because they're not in charge. <laughs> it's not their thing. You know, it is so childish and so immature. And we got to lay down our egos lay down our pride and lay down everything glory to god and live that crucified life where i do what i do because god tells me to do it. that's right and i obey him and i honor who god tells me to honor yes and i don't honor based upon what i could get from that person i honor them based of because that's who i am as a person i honor and respect with loyalty and faithfulness i was with my spiritual father for 35 years and there was times i dishonored him and i had to repent i had to ask god to forgive me because whether i thought he was doing right or whether i thought he was doing what i think he should it was wrong for me to approach him and say you don't know what you're doing that's right that's right <laughs> you know it was dishonorable and let me tell you, when I did that, I felt hell come into my life. All kinds of problems come into my life when I opened that door. That. Oh, I, I got a surprise for you. We're out of time. Already? I cannot go over because the owner of the, I mean, you know, I have to stay on time. 
Thank you. Thank Who you. Who is that person? Ah, ah, my very close friend. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. God for bless you. And I, I, I know it was from God. So we bless the people that are seeing this program. And we, we know that you receive what God wanted you to receive out of it. And I thank you, Apostle Eddie. And we're going to say goodbye. And he will be on the Wednesday program, the Still Telling It Like It Is. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye.